A shooting star burns through the night sky over the islands, archipelagos, and vast oceans of Toruna. Before it lands, however, it bursts apart and splits into five separate pieces, one to the north, towards the aching lands, one to the vast southern sea, one towards the volcanoes in the east, and one to the unexplored west. The final piece lands not far away from the curious eyes of several adventurers, a monk who shuns the sun itself, a triton looking for their home, a naga looking to break free of their bonds, and a goblin looking for companions. So, when you say we're going to start, what was it, mid-city or some strange Latin word you used, um, how's that going to work? In situ. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> uh, did I say it wrong? It, it means we're going to just jump in halfway through a conversation. It could be any conversation. Oh, oh I thought you meant halfway through. I, I don't know. My, my mind translated that to halfway through a sentence. But I think it, I think the most appropriate place to start is Kylie asking when we're going to start and what in situ is. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, yeah. Oh no! So I, I, want across, I want to You're come across. I want to come across as an intelligent, and as well-spoken <laughs> and cultured person in this podcast, which is not going to happen if it starts off with that. <laughs> the the first voice they're going to hear is the cold open, which at this point they've already heard. That's the magic of editing, oh, even amazing. though it's not actually recorded oh, it yet. Oh shit! You know? Well, um, so 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 it, it, it's coming before all this. Wow, that was such a good cold open, Alistair. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I really coming. enjoyed it, especially the bit about the kraken. Like, <laughs> didn't see that oh, coming. God, no. I can't believe Jack's character's already dead. Fuck! Oh, <laughs> what the hell? I'm gutted. I hate this. Okay, okay, I'm ready now. I've got my D and D shorts on. I've got my fisherman's hat with the words "Dungeons love me." Dragons feelings. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to go. God, you know it's so old now that's wearing a cringy shirt like that. Oh boy. And if they haven't, we should. Oh, I thought <laughs> that, that up. It should be Dungeons Want Me. Oh, well. Dungeons <laughs> So at this point, the audience is probably wondering who are we? What are we doing? Uh, those are good questions. That will never be answered. As to who I am, um, that's none of your business, frankly. All you need to know is that my name is Alistair, and I am the Dungeon Master. Dungeon Master? Surprisingly not a BDSM thing. No, uh, you'd think. Uh, instead, I am the massive nerd who's going to run this. I've written a world, I've written characters, and then the rest of you come in and bulldoze through it. This is a story I've written where I don't know what the protagonists are going to do next, which makes it all the more exciting, I think. So the game we're running today is Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Um, if you're not familiar with it at all, that's absolutely fine. We're 
going to explain what we're doing as we go along. Uh, generally, we roll 20-sided uh, dice, d20s, and uh, the higher number everyone rolls, uh, the better. 20 being the best, that's a crit, and rolling a 1 is bad, that's the worst thing that can happen, and you slip on a banana peel and everyone laughs at you. D&D is many different things to many different people. Uh, to me, I view it as improv theatre, a way to explore narratives and characters and themes, as pretentious as that sounds. So don't expect uh, dungeon crawling. Uh, expect it to be pretty light on combat, but improvisational and roleplay heavy. Themes there is no in my D&D? &D. How dare you? <laughs> I have mixed feelings about the concept of lore, as my players might know, which is code for most of the time, I've just made it up. As a group, we've played uh, three campaigns together before this, uh, and you'd think that would mean that we know how to play the game by now, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> As we learned in character creation, some people <laughs> have yet to read the player's handbook. Oh boy. <laughs> I can't read. I have said this many times. The fact we all failed kindergarten as well, I think the odds are stacked against us. All DMs have a different style of doing things. I'm a fan of making clear at pretty much any point what the known stakes are. There will of course still be mysteries, but I like to map out the unknown so that everyone is on the same page, and I think this is conducive for decision making and fun. I don't know exactly how long this is all going to last. Um, I'm expecting around 30 sessions, but I want there to be a beginning, middle, and end, so I don't think this is going to be an open-ended campaign. We'll try to keep references to campaigns we played before to a minimum. Uh, this is an entirely new world with new characters. Um, I've spoken for a long time. People are probably sick of my voice. Someone jump in, introduce themselves. I mean, if, if, they're, if they're already sick of your voice, they're going to have a hard oh time with the rest of the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in for a bad time, generally. Um, sure. Uh, my name's Jack, um, and I've been playing D&D with Alistair for, like, what, two years now? Is it? As most of it's us have. It's been has. two years. Christ. I've been playing D&D separately for many years before that. I, I, I know the player's handbook back to front, so I will be the resident rules lawyer here. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, most of the time we just ask Jack what to do. Uh, yeah, that's me. I guess we'll see what my character is shortly. Mm-hmm. How about we match another uh, name to a voice? Kylie. Oh, me? Oh, man, this feels like school where you picked one. on to answer the question. Um, yeah, you were at the back there. <laughs> oh, screw this. Um, yeah, so I've been playing D&D um, with Alistair as DM for about two years, um, and I had no idea what it was about before that. Uh, but it's fine, because like Alistair said, we have Jack to kindly guide us through everything that we don't know, because we're dumb and we can't read. <laughs> oh, boy. Tom? Tim? Some people in, in, in this group have very similar names, so I apologise. <laughs> also, very similar voices, which I do not apologise for. Yeah, so I am Tim. I am a goblin who stole and replicated Alistair's voice box. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, apologies if you do occasionally get confused. But I, yeah, I am, so I, I, I'm not the, I mean, I am one of the player characters. I have been playing Dungeons and Dragons for about a year and a half now. 
with Alistair um, and the uh, and the gang. Um, yeah, I previously I have listened to hundreds of hours of another D and D podcast, so it's like I was really familiar with it before actually playing it. And yeah, um, yeah, you don't unless you already know me. Don't need to know that much about me. Um, I am a man allegedly. Uh, go by he him. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's all you're getting. Cool. That's all you're getting. So I feel like there should be some context we need to lay out. Tim is my identical twin. Um, he also used the the same model of mic I do. So if you get confused between us, um, I feel like that's on you. That's your fault. <laughs> do better. <laughs> now I've gaslighted the audience. <laughs> this is, this is meant to be dunking on the DM, not dunking on the audience. I can dunk on whomst I want, on whomst I please. Uh, yeah, and I, I am Tom. I've been playing D&D for about two years, and I make too many characters that I will never use. <laughs> Such a curse. curse. He's stockpiling them in his basement for no one else to use. <laughs> Indeed. Now we've gone around this Alcoholics Anonymous circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we can begin. So... If you've already heard the cold open or read the dossier that I sent my players before the start of this campaign, we start with a scene of a falling star bursting apart and landing in the vast seas of the world of Toruna. So it's a world full of islands and various seafaring peoples. Who sail between them. So for cultural touch points, maybe think One Piece or uh, Wind Waker or Chrono Cross. Those are the sort of vibes I'm going for. Uh, this is our first campaign together where there were no cars or guns. So Warm is going back to traditional D&D. So the opening scene is this. In the middle of the ocean, there is an atoll, a ring of sand and a coral reef. This is where your characters have tracked down the largest piece of the fallen star. So I'm about to put an image in Roll20, which is uh, what we're using to do all of our dice rolls and using for our quote-unquote battle maps and for various images I put in. Obviously this is voice only, so I will, I will do my best to describe images I provide for my players. But imagine a ring of sands, maybe the Bahamas, maybe the Maldives. It's paradisical. Is that the word? Paradisiacal? Like paradise. Sunny? Uh, actually, that's not true. I've just lied. <laughs> it's nighttime. And whose character first arrives on the scene, on this sandy atoll. If you don't mind, I think it's more appropriate for mine to arrive later, so if someone else wants to go first... Mm-hmm. But don't yeah, I imagine I'd be quite slow one. as well. Okay, <laughs> shall I bite the bullet? And bite it? Yeah. So it's night time, you said, and this is where they found the Borneen Star. Yes. Yeah, so on the shore... On that narrow wing of sand there arrives a pretty simple boat, really not decorated at all. It's made of, like, 
made quite simply, the um, sail is a bit ragged and it lands on the sand and off steps a tall robed figure. He is an, a human man of all the D&D races. I've gone vanilla to be a human and um, he arrives and starts um so uh yeah he gets on with it um he's wants to be as fast as possible and to make and he's alert to see if anyone else has arrived yet and yeah he's searching Mm -hmm. yeah it's not immediately obvious to you i don't know what he was expecting but there's not like a huge shell crater and like a fire um or something but you're pretty sure it's here. Maybe when you're wandering around, this is the time when the second player character arrives on stage. Sure, I'll jump in. Um, so, out in the car motion, um, it looks like it's very still, but then someone's head just pops out the water <laughs> um, and <laughs> just starts crawling onto land. Um, it's dark, so you can't quite see it, but. Um, her skin is blue, um, she's a little bit slimy, and there are a few uh, scatterings of scales um, across her face and her arms. Um, and some fins um, going up her legs and around her elbows. Um, and she just casually flops onto land um, and starts trying to find... Do I see the piece immediately, or do I have to like scavenge for it? All right. No, yeah, I think you're going to have to do some scavenging. So okay. maybe now it's time. Uh, do you want to say what your race is? And maybe we can go into class as well. Oh, yes. She's a triton and a bird as she plays a conch shell. Um, and she's very, very far away from home. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of different classes in D&D. So this character is a bard. They're all about using music. Uh, to produce their magic. And um, Tim, do you want to go into your class? Your your player character's class? Yes. My um, character class is a monk in D&D. It's not like the most, like, it's, there is some magic involved, but it's, a lot of it is uh, doing fighting. Um, yeah, and it's... Um, I mean, there's a, in DD that it does provide you. What backgrounds can you pick? I've done one that will sort of be revealed as the story goes on. Um, and but yeah, he's trained to um, try to perfect his mind and body. And yeah, so he's capable in athletics, fighting, meditation, all that, all that jazz. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's, so the image you have in your mind, if you say the word monk, it's probably actually quite close to just what Tim is going for. Would you describe them as looking sullen and austere? Because I think those words you know are appropriate. It. You know it. I, I, have, yeah. I have decided to play the Edgelord this season. Um, <laughs> it's probably not the best word for it, but yeah. He is, he's, yeah, he's entirely covered in robes. His hood is like, goes really quite down. So you're like, how, how can he even see like that? But um yeah, that's what he, that's that's his vibe. Mm-hmm. Also, so also, I think. Sorry, I was just going to say. Also, for context, it might be worth mentioning. Some people may not have heard of what a triton is for Kylie's character. Yes. Yeah. 
think mermaids, but with legs, and they live under the sea and um, do whatever they do down there. Yeah, part person, part fish. So like fish features with gills and fins and flippers and things, but like human. Don't all mermaids live under the sea? All mermaids do live under the sea as well. Listen, (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) Pretty Um, pretty sure there was a whole movie about a mermaid not wanting to live under the sea. Just saying. That's true. I don't think so. Uh, I've never seen it. It can't exist. So if Tom and Jack's characters are arriving a bit later, how about we do our first roll? Um, of the campaign, and we have Tim's character and Kylie's character, who we haven't said their names yet. I feel like that would be helpful if they could make a perception check. Is so this for each a variety other? of skills in D and D. You're going to do a check to try and see where this thing might have landed. Adamas, my character, rolled a nine, which is not particularly great. Okay. Not particularly great. Kai, uh, so your character rolled a 16. Yes. Yeah. What is your character name? Uh, what, what, what should we call her? Sarah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's not Sarah as an S-A-R-A-H. No, like Sarah, like S-E, yeah. Completely ripped off Fire Emblem. Cool, so... As usual. Sarah the Triton rolls 16 in Perception. So I think you spot where it might be through the Darkness of Night lit up uh, by the stars on the other side there's a a moving shape and a mass of something uh, a moving shape did you say yes something uh, is moving what size does it look like and how fast is it um, moving hard to say May- maybe about human sized um okay she's gonna be a little bit more aware but she's gonna start lurching towards um that meteorite piece she sees and what does the moving shape do as she goes closer to it? Um, well, first of all, I want to establish, how do you react to the other character in the scene? There's another character in the scene now? Oh, was yep. he the moving shape? No. I was like, already an encounter. Um, so I'm Squid, and I'm like, hey, hey, what are you doing here? Who are you? Well, what are you doing here? Oh, well, I thought, you know, it reminded me of an old story of my tribe, and I thought, yeah, why not? Let's come in for luck. It's not every day you see a meteor fragment into pieces. It is not. Uh... I think you'll find that I was here first, and it is mine to claim. Hey, hey, I'm not claiming anything, all right? Okay, just back away from me with you, with your creepy robes, um, just blended in the dark here, looking really creepy. Yeah, he's going to do a big, like, roll his eyes <laughs> silently and then uh, continue looking, I guess. The eye um, roll is the go-to for an edgy character. I like how mm-hmm. you've included that. <laughs> I'm just going to start sidling towards it, keeping my not, making sure my back's not turned towards him. Uh, I'm just like, look, I just, I just want to look. Okay, maybe touch it, you know? I don't really want it. Is that all so... right with you? As you get closer, you make out what's happening. Um, you see there is a bird-like creature um, in a small crater filled with seawater and seaweed trying to dig something out, it looks like. And I'm going to put a picture of it now in the Roll20. It, oh boy. It's, uh, th- I'm not sure what? what the scientific word is. It's a pterodactyl, pteranodon-like creature. Is it a baby? 
It's not a baby, no. Does it look friendly? <laughs> Can I make it a fan? I've been known to put in baby versions of creatures in my campaigns before, but no. It's very large, spiky wings, um, long tail, a long spiky beak. It looks lean and muscly with claws and talons. People know what pterodactyls look like. And I think it squawks and flaps its wings uh, intimidatingly as you get closer to it. As in, back off. This is my thing. Um, I see its spiky looking beak and tail, and I, I do back off, actually. <laughs> actually, you know, wait, um, can I whip up my conch shell and start seeing if I can calm it down with the power of music and sounds? <laughs> Okay, so there's another type of all, uh, there's another type of skill you have called animal handling. So this is going to be a difficult role to succeed, but you can give it a go. Uh, sure. Um, maybe it likes music. You think? Oh, maybe I should have asked Jack how to. Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I play some smooth jazz on my conch shell. Um, because I got jack of all traits, I think you add one to my roll, like half a push the oh, bonus. Oh yeah, I, um, I can set that up manually on your character. Oh, thank yes. you, Jack. What we do without yes, you? you. Um. Uh, give me a sec. There we go. So now all non provisions and stuff could use that. She really needs it. Ooh, 19, 19. <laughs> okay, that's a very good roll. So I think it's going to let you get closer. Sweet. Uh, like... So you can actually maybe see what's happening. Mm-hmm. So at, at, Sweet, at, like... at this point, though, it's like when I saw it, I immediately hid from it and crouched somewhere like <laughs> where there was cover. You're, you're, behind, you're behind like a coral, a series of corals. Or like a rock or something. So, at this point, whilst you're appearing closer, how about our other two actors appear on stage? Yeah, Tom, do you mind going first? Yeah. I I think I had some interaction in mind for your character, but it relies on them being there first. (laughs) Sure. So, I think Erodius, as he is called, will arrive slowly in a rowboat, as you'll see why he's slow in a moment. Uh, Mm -hmm. As he approaches the shore, he sort of doesn't step out, more sort of slithers out, as you'll see that he is a naga, which is like a giant snake, but with a humanoid torso. Mm-hmm. And his hands are shackled together, which is why he was struggling so much to row before he would slowly make his way towards where the star had fallen. Mm-hmm. So as you arrive, I think you see, it's easy to get a good view of the whole place. You see Adamas, the human monk, um, hiding behind like a rock, as uh, Sarah, the triton, the fish person, is um, approaching this huge pterodactyl-like bird, as it's trying to dig through like a small, uh, small like shallow dip filled with seawater and seaweed. How big is the pterodactyl bird? Um. Hard to say, like it's nighttime and it's not like fully stood up, but it's a, it's similar in size to like you. Okay. And I think you're pretty big. Um, yeah, I guess I would approach. I'd probably approach Sarah, and uh, see what's going on. Yeah. So Sarah, as you got close, um, you can see there's something in the seaweed is trying to claw at, but it can't quite get out with its um, clumsy talons. It it looks like there's a dull, grey, maybe cylindrical object 
uh, tangled up in the seaweed. Um, so I'm like, oh, hey there, Bernie. Um, oh, what can I get out for you? Um, and slowly reach in towards the seaweed, checking mm-hmm. that it's not going to start slashing at me. Um, am I able to get it out? Was it very mm-hmm. stuck inside? So it's not, while it doesn't claw at you and do damage, it is going to bat you away. Um, if you got any lower with your animal handling, I think you would have taken an attack right now. Right, okay. But, um, um, it's still like sitting over it, like a chicken watching over an egg. Oh, I should have taken animal handling or friendship, or whatever that spell was. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have regrets. Yep. Um, I'm going to leave it for now, I think. Because, um, yeah, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. big dinosaur thing. Mm-hmm. Jack? Is do you think this is your time? Sure thing. Um, okay, so you see skimming across the surface of the water with no sense of subtlety or elegance or anything like that. Two figures. One of them is a goblin, and he he he's he's dressed very like almost shabby, but like not really caring for his appearance so much. Um. And he is riding atop his noble steed that you can only sort of make out through the water. It almost looks like he is, to paint a picture, riding on a jet ski or something like that, the way he's skimming across the surface of the water. But you know jet skis don't exist. This is some sort of creature. Um, And I think as I peer out over the atoll and I see the gathered people, I think as you mentioned before, Alistair, uh, Tom's character... Herodias. Am I pronouncing that right? Herodias? Yeah. Herodias. He's probably the largest of the gathered people, right? He's a pretty big boy. Yeah, he's like 10 feet long. Oh, yes. Okay. So you would probably see um, my character, uh, Zigzag, um, spot you in the group, and his mount would adjust course, heading, a, heading in a beeline straight for you as Zigzag draws a nasty metal spike of a sword from its holster. He's heading straight at you. <laughs> so he's clearly hostile. Looks it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Uh, I will also draw my halberd from my bag. <laughs> with your shackled hands. Yeah. You can still manipulate stuff with them, right? Yeah, yeah I can still two-hand it. Yeah. yeah, he can still hold objects and, like, do things. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you wait, do you? Uh, yeah, I'll just, like, brace. <laughs> okay. As Zigzag reaches the shore on his mount, he, like, dips beneath the surface for a moment before springing out of the water on top of this creature that you can probably see more clearly now. Um, a squig, for anyone who is unfamiliar, is basically a, a red bull with massive teeth. It's just a bull with a mouth. Um... <laughs> yeah, Norm- to be clear, this is this is not a D and D. This thing. is not a D and D thing, but <laughs> Alistair let me have this little extra. Um, so normally, this red bull with a massive mouth would be propelled by two tiny little legs, but you see, instead, it seems to have like a series of tentacles that are propelling it through the water. But now it flies out, lands on the land about ten feet in front of your character. Tom in front of Herodias. Um, and in a flurry of motion, um, the mount, like uh, a zigzag, pulls on the reins and the mount bows its head down so that 
Zigzag can plant this spike of a sword in the ground at your feet, and he declares out, My name's Zigzag, and this is Red. We come looking for you, boss. We are your weapon, and we will crump whoever you command it. <laughs> I see. So, do, do you know who I am? No clue. But we knew there'd be a boss here. Someone to follow. Right. He, he looks around at the gathered crowd. Are these lot part of your crew too? I, I'll just slowly uh, back away. Like, I don't know what this weirdo is. I don't want anything to do with him. I love him already. Uh, sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. How Brilliant, then. What are we doing here, boss? Uh, right. Well, um, did, did you not see the star that fell from the sky? Oh, yeah, yeah, we saw that. And, and I said to Red, I said, oh, I bet there'll be some people there. I bet there'll be a crew that we can join because everyone gets attracted to that sort of thing. Big shinies in the sky, right? That's why you're here. And I'm here because well, you're here. I, I see. I'm not sure I quite follow that train of thought, but if you're happy with it, then I suppose that'll do. Um, I'm happy to be at your service, boss. While this is yes. happening, can Adamas slowly disengage and try to circle around the bird and attempt to stealth and grab a bit of the fallen meteorite? Okay, so you want to try and make a make a dive yeah. there and be stealthy about yeah. it. So yes, um, go for it. I think you get an opportunity to do this. Adders is fascinated by this sudden appearance <laughs> of a small goblin. Um, riding atop this red ball with teeth. Yeah, I, um, yeah. Adamas doesn't want to do much with these nerves that have just turned up, so he's <laughs> gonna try get it while it's distracted. Twenty-two, okay. which is a good. Twenty-two roll. is a very good roll. Um, so I think you get up right behind it, and I think you can reach down and touch whatever um this bird is protecting. And it feels like metal. Um, and I think you can see its shape. Um, it looks like a cylinder with something on top. And something maybe resembling a face or a head. Um, and I think you grab this top bit. And do you attempt to pull it away? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, won't, I won't look at it too hard. Because I like, imagine he'll have time to do that when he's got it safe. Um, he's thinking, so yeah, he's just going to grab it. Okay, so you grab it, and this thing immediately notices. And I think, this is the first time I'm going to say this campaign, everyone roll initiative. <laughs> God damn it, Tim. So before we get into combat, actually, how about we all go around once more saying our names and our player character names, just for clarity, sure, and right. maybe just list off your class and race. Oh yeah, I did not mention my class, apologies. Um, so, the name's Zigzag, right in the top, my noble steed, Red the Squig. Uh, as a ranger, that means I like to be in nature and speak with the beasts and all that. Uh, my last name's Squig Whisperer, because I'm really good at whispering to squigs and they normally listen. I'm a goblin, as you can see. Yes. Um, okay. Um, Tom? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got, got to it. <laughs> I love it. 
No, don't apologise. <laughs> Never apologise, Jack. So yeah, my character is Erodius, and he was once a wizard, but now is stripped of his magic, and is now a barbarian due to his bouts of bloodlust he occasionally falls into. Ooh. Oh, okay, so maybe we'll <laughs> see that situation come up. Um, Kylie? Um, yes, I catch the name as Sarah of Osna. Um, she's a Triton bard. Cool. And uh, Tim, once more, your name, your player character name, and their racing class. My name is Tim. I am playing Adamas, who is a human monk. Nice. With the stage set and our players on the scene, first up in this round of combat with the highest initiative is Zigzag Squig Whisperer. So I'm imagining context of this, all of a sudden the pterodactyl creature start make, starts making a bunch of, like, a ruckus, right? Yes, it, it is going to launch itself at you and anyone <laughs> who is trying to take away this thing from it. Um, he will probably then shout over to Erodius, uh, Is he part of our crew too, or is he an enemy? Uh, it seems to just be some wild beast. I'd hoped we'd be able to avoid angering it, but it seems our friend here has other ideas. So you want me to cramp it then? Seems that way. On it, boss. And I pull out a a short bow and fire off a single arrow at this thing. Does a 15 hit? A 15 uh, will hit this thing, yes. Uh, So 9 damage total. Nice. So you pull out your short bow and uh, fire at it, and it hits true. It gives out a squawk in pain. Well done. You've hit the thing. (laughs) So next up is uh, Sarah. Cool, I'm going to go for a vicious mockery. Uh, is that even going to work here? I assume it doesn't even understand us. Uh, I think vicious mockery breaks all language barriers anyway. Cool, okay, <laughs> just from the tone of my yeah. voice it knows I'm saying something yeah. incredibly scathing. It, it's just uh, a vibe more than anything. Is this a, spe- is this a spell? Because I think we should make clear when we are... Oh yes, uh, it's a cantrip. Um, and I'm also going to do bard inspo afterwards, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, some D&D classes can cast spells, and some of them can cast cantrips, which are like level zero spells, which you can do free and infinitely. Um, so this one will do a small amount of damage. And it has disadvantage on next attack roll as well. So long as it fails okay. the wisdom save, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, so my uh, pterodactyl bird has to make a wisdom saving throw. Or uh, be offended, I guess. <laughs> yes, magical insults that transcend all la- barriers of language and intellect. Um, yeah, got gotta love it. What is uh, the insult? What do you say? Um, what should I say? Um, man, I should have thought that was why I rolled that spell. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it's fine. Alice can edit all this out, so that I completely <laughs> toss one off. Now that um, you've said it, it's not getting edited out. Fuck it. Okay, so... <laughs> So I've done a roll, I've done a roll, it got five, so I think that failed yes. your spell save DC of 12. Um, so it, how much damage does it take? One, One D4, D4 psychic damage. Uh, so yeah, roll that D4 roll will that take D4. that much damage. Um, oh, it's, well, I think it's already rolled a four. Uh, uh, yes, it has. Yeah. Okay, so it has rolled that four. Yep. And, and I'm going to do a body inspiration by bonus action. Um, and I'm going to give that to, I think, Snake Boy in Shackles. Nice. So I think now's a good time to establish how your bardic inspiration is going to be flavoured, because 
Uh, this is a pretty cool ability of bards. You can basically hype someone up and they'll get a bonus to uh, their dice. So uh, what do you do? Do you bring out your conch shell again? Do you play another tune? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know the sound of, like, have you seen that vine where it's got that goose and you like press it and it's like, Arr! Yes. Yep, it's literally just that <laughs> repeatedly blasted as is. I'm not sure that's inspiring. Oh, it will be. It is. Somehow, somehow it is. I mean, maybe if it's infuriating. Yeah, it inspires him to rage. rage. (laughs) I do like that. You just provoke him. Great, wonderful. So, next up, Adamas. Yeah, so I imagine this big pterodactyl has um, weird up in front of him. Um, So, has he managed to get the thing in his hands? Yeah, you've managed to grab it. Cool. And so we're in sort of like bullet time here. Uh, so you're uh, right in front of it, holding this thing. Uh, you can obviously drop it if you wanted to do a round of punches, as monks do like to do in D&D. Um, or you can try and uh, run out of its reach. Adamas is okay. someone who does use his fist. I don't think I could, he could really... Um realistically believe that he could take on this pterodactyl in jujitsu um so <laughs> i i love the pterodactyl jujitsu sounds like an 80s b movie i love that. i wanted to exist. i love D&D. it's so dumb oh okay and then i'm gonna spend spend a key point i think to do step of the wind um so yeah you can i'll just read out the description you can spend one key point to take the disengage or dash dashed action as a bonus action on your turn, and your jump distance is doubled for the turn. Um, so the which one would apply here, dash or disengage? If you're trying to get away from him without yeah, him attacking yeah, you, okay, yeah. you can disengage. Yep. yep. That allows you to run backwards without triggering his attacks of opportunity. So you disengage as a bonus action. I mean, you can get away without it hitting you. Um, you spent a key point to do this. Key points are like uh, the innate monk energy all monks have in D&D. When, when you learn the monk vibes hard enough, you get the monk vibe energy, which is... <laughs> we can't do it. I feel like when, when vibe falls out of fashion, this is going to age this. <laughs> like, oh yes, this took place in 2020. Yeah. Vibe will never fall out of fashion. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you have an action as well. So that costs your bonus action. Everyone will have an action and a bonus action on their turn. Um... If you if you want to spend it just running I'm, I'm away just going to spend it running away. It. It's like the main action is also running away. I'm going to do that. Okay. Yeah, you can basically reach the other side of this at all. You can sneak away. Yeah. You fucker. Okay. I'm good at this. Are you like yeah? Are you, are you running for your boat, um, or are you yeah, just trying to get yeah. away from the creature? Um, no, he's going to wander with the boat. He's got what Ooh. he came for. Okay. <laughs> I, I I think I zigzag spotting this will shout out boss. One of your crew's running away. You should discipline him. Tell him to get back here. First, we need to deal with this beast. I'm sure he won't get far anyway. Yeah, so as always, talking is a free action. Um, whenever there's combat, always feel free to talk to each other, even if it's not like your turn specifically. Um, so, Erodius. Yes, I will charge towards it with my halberd in hand. Mm-hmm. Bring it down upon its head. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, assuming I don't miss. Okay, so that's a ten you rolled, which does not pierce. It's surprisingly thick and scaly um, skin. Ah. It's natural armor. 
I think it might block it with it with its arm, uh, where it's especially uh, tough and uh, thick. And now it is its turn. Oh boy. I think it's going to go for a bite. It's trying to munch uh, a Rodius as uh, the closest uh, person. So that's a 20 on its attack roll. Oh I don't think you can see this. It's it 20 to attack, which I presume right. is higher than your armor class. Yeah. Isn't it at disadvantage because of vicious mockery? Oh, it is, yeah. Oh, it is. Oh. Uh, also, Tom, with disadvantage, have, it is D6 also 20. Die. Oh, <laughs> <D3>. <laughs> It yeah. rolled a 20 into 23, which is <laughs> Oh, wow. So Erodius yeah. is going to take five piercing damage ah. as it retaliates. And yeah, there are strange like spikes in its beak, which uh, get you it, not particularly deep wounds, but you do start bleeding. And I think it's going to start flying. And um, it has an ability uh, called Flyby, where it does not provoke opportunity, atta- opportunity attacks when it flies out of an enemy's reach, yeah. so it's going to fly out of your reach and fly straight towards Adamas, <laughs> who is trying to leave on a boat. I should have anticipated this. <laughs> okay, so that's the scene. It's midair diving towards Adamas. Just... Uh, we go to the top of the turn order again, and it is... Sorry, I saw, I'm, I'm just imagining, you know, the 39 steps with the, like, um, biplane just sort of coming down on the ground and the guy running away. <laughs> Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's that's a deep cut, but yeah, that's a deep cut. Okay, uh, Jack. Uh, sure. Um, so I'm not gonna do much movement because Red is very slow on land right now with his squiddy tentacles. Um, but he's probably gonna slowly flog up his way back towards the water as uh, Zigzag lets off another arrow shot at the thing. Yes, yeah. the thing as it flies along. Cool. How dare you run away from the boss like that? Fight like a proper fighter, coward! <laughs> and short bow. That's a 16 to hit. A 16 will hit again. Nice. Uh, for 8 piercing damage. 8 piercing. Nice. That's quite a powerful bow you've got there. I've been rolling pretty good. <laughs> okay. Next up is Sarah. Um, can I minor illusion? Like, um. Actually, no way that wouldn't work. I was thinking like a, sure? a wall of rock, and then I was like, "Oh wait, it can fly." <laughs> so possibly not the best <laughs> idea. Um, can I minor illusion the fact that we're in a cavern? Would that work, or is that too much of minor illusion? Because it's it's minor just an object, is right? Like a five so foot cube, I think. ah, yeah, I right. Think. Never mind. Um, oh, that's kind of any. No, they're not. Maybe like a giant loaf of bread that'll like always go for that. Um, no. Uh, okay, I'm going to um do another vicious mockery. I think call it a coward. Say it's just running away from us. Um, okay. it's ugly. It's disgusting. Uh, do, wait, are we expecting dinosaurs to um to exist in this world? Actually, this... so if anyone wants to uh, know about uh this beast, that is a nature check. Um, I'd allow actually nature or history. Oh, I have many history. Yeah, I'm not great at those. Uh, uh... I'll, I'll give it a roll, but I don't expect to do too much. Yeah. What are you a ranger? Uh, actually, if, um, na- if, uh, nature is based on intelligence. This. I have I have oh, proficiency, but uh, I have minus um... one to intelligence, so I'm not going to. Oh, oh, that twenty. All right, tell me everything yeah, about 20. this beast that you know. 
Do we want to make this a group hold so we have our dinosaurs as well? Um, Adamus is busy running away from the joint, from the said <laughs> joint. Pterodactyls. So that's fine. Absolutely fine. You can knock her. So zigzag Gordon eleven, Erodius rolled a nine, which are not amazing rolls, pretty average. But then Sarah rolled a natural twenty, a crit, um, with an overall twenty-two. So uh, I think zigzag and Erodius um, just have no knowledge. Maybe. There's an island nearby where these things live, or something. Don't look like any squig I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Sarah, I think, knows that it is not native to anywhere around here. It's, it's strange to see something like this here. You think it might have come from somewhere very far away. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe to the unexplored lands, the of lands which there are many, towards the west. The lands before the land before time. The good dinosaur. Let's just name more dinosaur films. Yeah. Okay, so I will make that uh, wisdom saving throw for vicious mockery. That's a seven. That's a seventeen. So I can oh. survive Ooh. this one. Damn. Okay, um, Adamas. Um, you are now by your boat, and this thing is flying toward you. What do you do? I'm gonna get on that boat <laughs> as fast as I can. Uh, well, in his mind, he's thinking, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, and, um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's gonna do, do his action to get his boat ready, I guess, to leave. I mean, yeah, I, I imagine Lannister will be like, it catches up to you, and I'll be like, oh shit, but yeah, he'd know he's just trying to escape <laughs> as fast as he can. Alright, so I think I'm, I'll make you roll something to see how quickly you can prepare your escape, uh, with the boat. How about to set up, get your sailing rig ready? And whatever else. Um, you roll sleight of hand. Sleight of hand is dex. Let's make it, um... yeah. Normally this is not a challenge, but doing it under pressure is. 15. 15, so that's pretty good. Um, so yeah, you think you can sail, get the boat pushed out to the ocean um, before it gets to you, but yeah, it still might be able to catch up at some point. So you're preparing your boat. Erodius. Uh, yeah. I presume I'd be able to reach it in this turn. It hasn't flown off too far. You can run towards it. Yeah. You can run towards the boat as it will approach it. Uh, I think it is time to rage. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so after taking that hit, you see Herodias's eyes appear to turn to slits as he just locks onto this, this creature. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to lunge towards it with a bite. Ooh. Oh wow. Fourteen. Fourteen will hit. Cool. So where your sword failed, do you do you just drop your sword and just jump at it with surprising speed and strength yeah. and just just gnaw at it? That's five. Okay. Oh, I rolled that damage. So um I think the scene is the the camera's cutting fast and faster as Adamus is trying to get his boat ready, but the thing's approaching and then suddenly from the side of the screen, Erodius jumps onto it and bites it. It falls to the ground. And now it is going to let out a shriek, which almost bursts your eardrums. And can everyone make a constitution saving throw? Oh no. I'm good at that. 21 from Erodius, 17 from Sarah, 16 from Zigzag, and 19 from Adamus. Um, Fred got a 14. 
Red got a 14. So Red is the only one who failed. Oh no! Red! And Red is stunned. I don't think oh, you can cover up his ears in time. Yeah. Uh, but you'll cover up your ears to uh, dampen this piercing shriek. And it is it has clearly had enough at this point, and it is going to fly away. Ooh. And it is going to give up trying to grab this thing, as it is clearly not worth it. <laughs> It has been shot, and it has now been bitten. Oh, you dog, get back here. I want my arrows back. <laughs> Are they just lo- lodged in it? I imagine away? so, yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to keep count of, like, arrows and things. I yeah, never do. Yeah. I don't think that's fun, but I do like the image of, like, oh, no, my arrows have gone. <laughs> okay, so we're out of combat. Oh, shit, I technically think I would have had advantage on that. Here, nature check. Because it's a beast. And they are my favourite enemy. But we learned what we wanted to anyway. That's fine. Yeah, I think with that crit, maybe there are a couple of things to add. Well, I I think, well, you all know now that it seems to be intelligent. It seems to have a mission. So those are things you know about it. Cool, cool. It's also quite tasty, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think dinosaurs taste more like snake or chicken? Well, like chicken right i guess yeah but they're also like kind of reptile i guess no i think that's just our bad depictions of them they're supposed to have feathers and shit yeah <laughs> yeah but like a t-rex i guess it you know like those yeah, look yeah. like reptiles no no t-rexes would have like feathers all over their fuck skin, no the, the, the Jurassic way Park no bullshit i don't i need sources they, they look, they give me give me your academic sources because like do you know, oh do you know what t-rex with i mean yeah we, we only have skeletons gonna... of them so like I, I think they look much cooler with feathers. Oh, like they look is this dope. the great dinosaur debate you... of? Oh yeah. yeah. Like we don't. Apparently know how they came with feathers. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they do. Look yeah. up some pictures of T Rexes with feathers. Oh, um, I'm also yeah. gonna do that. I think that they look amazing. really cool. Um, so they would definitely look and taste more like chicken. I can you just put ele- elevator <laughs> music under this as like you've been having this discussion and fade in and out without <laughs> explanation? Ooh, wow, these look like. Horrible geese. Um, As uh, the pterodactyl-like creature flies away, things have now calmed down. Adamas is in his boat, ready to sail off. I think. Yeah. What What happens next? Um, I run off, and I'm like, "What the hell, dudes?" So you start this <laughs> shit, and then you run away, leaving us all in the dust. Um, Adamas is completely ignoring her, and like, once the ad- adrenaline sort of fades away, and it's like he, he realizes his heart was pounding quite a lot. Um, he is going to look at what he grabbed. Um, yeah. Probably, so you now yeah. get a decent look. So are you sailing away as you do this? Or, uh, no, uh, or not, is everyone else going to get a good uh, look as well? Not yet. Um, no, he doesn't have sense of immediate danger, so he's just going to be like in his boat and then going to realise that he's been clutching it quite hard and then he's going to actually look at it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to put in another image into the roll twenty. Um, oh boy! So not expecting steampunk. That's yeah. if anyone has played the game near Automata, I've put in an image of the torso of Pascal the robot. So it's a metal cylinder with a, another cylindrical head-like top with um what look like round eye pieces. So it's not quite as steampunk as this image suggests. I think it's more 
clean and sleek than that. But you've essentially got what looks like a torso with a socket where you think limbs might fit in. And what look like eyes. Um, how big is it? Um, so I th- it, it's about the size of a uh, human torso. Oh, okay. I thought uh, it was like a small tube he was carrying. Yeah. <laughs> As I got it in my head. Pretty that, big, yeah. but surprisingly light. Okay. And so I imagine he's just going to set it down on like the floor of the his sailboat and just look at it and try to compute what he's seen. I guess. Um, can, can I roll mm-hmm. something? Um, insight or I don't think this I don't think I can give you anything with a role here I don't think it's going to accomplish anything it is very obviously completely unfamiliar to to you you have no frame of reference for this thing as uh, do uh, none of the other players I mean I think I think um, it's not what he was expecting so he might just sort of hold it up and ask the others does this Look like anything you've seen before. No, and I can't believe you risked all our lives for that. What's your deal anyway? You're not going to apologise. Apologise for what? Setting a gigantic bird on us, maybe? Eh? I don't care, you chose to be here. I smack it with my conch shell. (laughs) (laughs) The spiky part. I'm not going to make you do anything. Or have you done one already? What's that D4 for? Isn't that, isn't that um, improvised attacks? Like, that's a D4. Yeah, <laughs> you have to hit him first. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, that's just that. So I'm gonna, I can leave it to you. Okay, so you you just rolled a D20 and you got a 17, which would probably hit um, an ammo. Yes, it would. So, so, so shell coming connect, to the face. And there's a minor amount of bleeding. You stupid girl. In any case. Does he drop the fin? <laughs> No, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's on his boat, so it's like, doesn't really matter. In any case, I will take it back to my island. They will be able to determine what Wait, it is. Oh, you're going you're to take, take it. Exactly where boss says to Hold take up. it. Uh, yeah. On what grounds do you intend to claim ownership of that thing? Yes, don't forget, we all fought while you did nothing except run. The star, when we first saw it in the sky... It is a herald of things to come that you could not possibly understand. And I will take it to my people and we will understand it. And with it, we will herald in a new age. What do you mean, your people? Your boss is right here. Ain't that right, boss? I don't know what you are talking about. This is your crew, right, boss? I'll be honest with you, Zigzag. I have no idea who these people are. I, I, I just, well, you know, you started well, saying they're... things and I went along with it. Well, they've got to follow you, right? Because you're the biggest. Uh, that's not quite how things you, work. You hear that, Snotlings? He's in charge around here. Snotlings? You should, <laughs> oh, you call him Snotlings, you should, you, should, you, should, you, you should know your place. <laughs> Speak for yourself, little guy. Regardless, I think that... We can't just let you leave here with the thing that we all came here to find when you did nothing to claim it from that beast. You saw I was the one to take it. Yes, without a plan, thus triggering it to become enraged. 
and put us all into shit. And you're all still alive? I don't know why you're complaining. And he's just going to st- start getting cell ready and um, leaving. He's, he's, okay. he's done here. Are we on the boat As... at the moment? No, no, I, no, I think Adamus is the only one on the boat. As this is happening, as you're having this argument, the sun starts to rise and rays of light fall onto the atoll and all of you and this strange object. And as the sunlight hits it, its eyes light up and it says, Hi, welcome to Toruna. How can I help you? Yeah, it speaks! By the gods! Uh, Stab it, quick! <laughs> Did, what, what, what are you doing? What, how are you making it do that? Uh, Adamas is terrified. <laughs> Most curious. It's like, sometimes I think, what would happen if you showed, like, a toaster to, like, a 13th century Danish peasant? I think this is very similar. <laughs> it's like, he well, doesn't know what to do. And the toaster speaks as well. <laughs> um, is there anyone who can get on Adamas' boat? Like climb the rigged. I don't know how boats work. Yeah, you can for sure. All right, you can, you I'm can gonna heft my ass up there. I'm up to the sin. Um, does wait? Does Adamus let me like come up close to it? Or does he like um, snatch it away? It's like no, fine. So when the sun rises, he's gonna pull his robe even more over his eyes um, than he normally does, and um, he is shocked by it responding to the sun and it be can't be. It, it responds to the false light. This, I don't understand. How could this have happened? And he's sort of muttering to himself. Um, I mean, so yeah, if you want to come on the boat, it's fine. Cool, I'm going to try and scoop that fit up. Uh, maybe you're going to let me. Mm-hmm. Hi. Um, hello? Are you, who, who, what are you? You can call me. Mac. I. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know what you are. What My are functions you? are to. <laughs> Does that help? Yeah. Yeah, that's very helpful. Um. So, what are you doing in that uh meteor? I was. I just. It obviously starts glitching out. As it tries to recall things. Do any of you speak thunder? Thunder. That's what it's doing, right? It's being all brrrr and... Yes, this is a curious thing indeed. Does it appear at all magical? Like, I don't know, is there like a faint sense of magic around it? Um, you're not sure? Yeah. It might be. Okay. Uh, Adamas is going to pull himself together a bit and ask Who do you serve? I was created by Oh dear My memory and language cores must be corrupted or missing Please reattach my lambs I do not detect any lambs nearby This makes me feel sand <laughs> uh, Yeah, just Still... He speaks pretty good for a can of beans. <laughs> well, if Cans- by do cans of beans good, then yes. <laughs> what did he say his name was? Sorry, I missed that. My name is Mac. Mac. Okay. 
M-A-K for those keeping score. Oh, I put M-A-C. Oh, oh. I'm an idiot. I just walk up the boat and I'm like, you know what, that weirdo can have that thing. I, I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't want to get involved in this. Well, Mac, you, you lost little buddy. Where'd you come from? I come from... Okay, where are you heading? I don't know. Well, you're in luck. Because we got a bit of a crew together here working on the boss. There's no crew Every here. Every crew There's needs no more people. More boys. Boss? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I, I am apparently the boss. It's a working title. Because he's the biggest. If you are in a position of authority, I have an urgent message. <laughs> oh. Unread for days. A message. Missing. Requires replacement. Power will not be restored until replaced. Power. Well, what does that whatever mean? this thing is, it appears to be incomplete. Perhaps some of those other stars we saw streaking down were the missing parts. Please reattunch my lands. <laughs> well, in any case, I... It seems that you, Adamus, don't seem to have any idea more than we what this thing is, so... So... The other... Fallen stars, they were other parts of you. Is that what you're saying? Quite possibly, yes. I am now in several places. Are you able to locate the other pieces, or you just know that they fell somewhere? No, we will have to find them. Whoa, trip. Well, that <laughs> seems like a worthy endeavor. Wouldn't you all agree? As he gestures around to the to the the group. Uh, one question: Why are your hands shackled together? Are you are you wait? Are you one of those criminals? Did he do crime? Uh, well, I suppose technically what I did was illegal, but the laws themselves are up for uh, question. What did you do? Are we doing crimes now, boss? Not quite. I'm pretty good at doing. I crimes. suppose, in the interest of trust, I shall be candid with you. I was. Up until recently, enslaved by uh, a group of individuals, and they <gasps> placed these shackles upon me. It's only oh. in the recent weeks that I made my escape. God, that's awful! Oh my god, you poor thin. Well, you uh, know, let me get. Can I? Let me see if I can get these off for you. Um, do they? Um, uh, I guess they're made out of metal, though. Uh, so they're like made of like sort of stone and wood, but also the fact that his clothes seem very ragged. But these shackles seem to be completely pristine condition. Hmm. I'm afraid they're quite unbreakable. I've tried myself many times. The magical enchantment. Oh. Well, I'm very sorry about your situation. I don't know if people could be like that. Yes, it's uh, quite the devilish industry. Regardless, I am free of it now and free to pursue my own. Endeavours such as this. Perhaps you'd like to join us as we gather the remains of this artifact. I suppose. I am a person. I am not an artifact. You are whatever boss says you are, beans. My, <laughs> <laughs> my apologies, uh, Mac, was it? I wasn't aware you had such sentience. I thought this was more of a enchanted device, but... Yes, I shall 
Treat you as the individual you deserve to be, then. Thank you. Such a strange messenger to be sent to us like this. But if it's the only way. I sold and a lot to... That thing, the flying thing, was that part of your crew before you ended up with us? Who's that to? Uh, to, the, to the robot, to the machine. I have no recollection of flying Bob. Yes, I imagine it was just some beast that had taken a fancy to it. Maybe we shouldn't go looking for the other meteors, because what if there are also gigantic bird beasts there waiting to rip our eyes out? Look and at we'll this. crump him like we did this one. And look at this this uh, this Mac. He is clearly he's kind of grown on me. I guess. Design. It's discovery of a century. Can I like wait? I'm gonna ask Mac. Do you have any hopes of dreams, Mac? I want to see how far your sentience extends. <laughs> My hopes are to be harmful to anyone who asks me question. Can we? Ditch Don't we the... all beans? Don't we all? Don't we... <laughs> I know things, and I observe. Yes, well, I don't think we're going to get much answers while he is in this incomplete state. Well, boss, you give the word. We'll sail out for wherever... Did anyone actually see where the other bits of light fell? Yeah, the shinies. That was to be okay. my next question. So, before I lay out, like, your options, can you all make a piece perception check, please? Perception. You know I love to perceive. My Four. favourite thing. I can see some stuff with a 13. <laughs> Fuck. So we have a 4 from Erodius, a 4 from Adamas, but that is a botch. Uh, yep. And we have a 13 from Zigzag and a 16 from Sarah. So what I think happens is this. Sarah uh, sees this thing and can give a warning, but I think Adamas is too um, caught up in his own thoughts. Oh yeah, absolutely. About this messenger that an arrow suddenly uh, hits between his legs. Oh my god. <laughs> what is really a warning shot. And you hear a voice and a flash of blue streak across the sky. In the name of her serenity, Shiva Avada, turn over everything you found to us. And before you stands proudly an Arakokra, a flying sort of humanoid. And I'm going to put in, put in a picture as well into the World 20. The oh, image I've used for this fellow is uh, Cass from Breath of the Wild, a very colourful parrot-like uh, humanoid, bow in hand, uh, flying around you, uh, shooting warning shots. And I think um, Sarah also sees, with her good role, more boats coming Shit. in the distance. Um, we have to go now. Wait, give oh, it to please, me, I can hide. Get, you can hit one of us with that. <laughs> <laughs> I will do, if you don't surrender to us immediately. I look over to Herodias. Uh, I'm guessing these aren't yours. Afraid not. And then he'll shout up to the Aracocra, Hold your fire! We don't want any more combat here. Neither do we, as followers of the one... Chosen by Tokar himself, the creator. Drop all of your weapons, and we shall have no ugliness. Heretic. I think we should do as they say, 
unlikely we'll be able to outrun them. Can I try and sidle up and to Mac and grab him and jump in the sea and just dive on a horse <laughs> and swim away? Let's fuck this. Oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. Uh, sure. Okay, so do you want to do this? Is this a stealth world you're looking to do? Uh, um, do you want to do this unseen or are you just trying to get away as fast as possible? Preferably unseen. Um, okay. but, uh, these guys are annoying me uh, <laughs> Sarah was made for great fame so she thinks finally it's my time to shine um, so okay, stealth yeah, I guess roll stealth and we'll see how good of a, a dive you do um, <laughs> so I think this actually, that's a 10 on your stealth roll so I think this would have been a good dive if you weren't carrying this huge hunk of metal yep <laughs> so... so I think you plop into the water <laughs> <laughs> oh um, okay, I'm going to use my control animal to cast fog clouds, and in, in that chaos, I'm going to swim away. Okay. Uh, so, so control air and water, away. yeah, um, control air and water at level 2 lets me cast fog clouds, um, and I can't do that again until I long rest. Okay. So just, you're, you're covered in this fog? Uh, so um, he would have shot at you, but he now can't see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think this fog cloud extends. Well, how long does? But it, I can I can breathe underwater, so he's not going to be fucking seeing me because I'm going to be deep down <laughs> under the sea. <laughs> Eat that third person. Okay, so Mac shouts, "What is happening? Help!" And then as you take him under the water, he like powers off. Oh, oh, Mac, Mac, are you alive? Oh no, I've killed someone. <laughs> um, oh no. Um, I pop him out and run out because I saw him covered by fog. Uh, does he seem like he's going on again? Or um, is he forever dead? Um, so how about you do some sort of intelligence check to see like how this works? Uh, or Arcana check? Arcana would be fine. Okay. Yeah, um... Okay, so 15. Yeah, I think you make the connection between him being on and sunlight. So I don't think you're familiar with the concept of solar power. Right. But if you bring him back into the sunlight, he will turn on again. Okay, cool. If so, not... well, I'm going to carry on. I should probably let these guys know where I am. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Well, too late for that. I'm sure you find me somewhere. Boss, <laughs> the one's taken the tin can. Well, Adamas has always, already started getting the sails and sort of, yeah, going towards the following. Um, yeah. You can't see me underneath the sea. Um, we know in the rough direction you went, but that's about it, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to yeah. carry on swimming away. I don't know what I'm doing. I started panicking <laughs> now that I'm like, oh shit, why did I do this? Um <laughs> Well, is the plan oh, changed, boss? Are we running? Uh, I, I mean, I suppose so. It's, we don't have much of a choice now. <laughs> um, okay. He zigzag will probably rear red around and like drag him back towards the water, where he suddenly takes off with pretty nippy speed. Okay, so he's been on red this whole time. You definitely haven't seen zigzag climb off of red at any point okay. so far. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Zigzag has been continuously riding Red around the whole time, and even Red is very slow on land right now because he's got like tentacles as opposed to feet. Right. So you set off. You pursue Sarah, who has taken, decide, elected to take Mac herself for a lovely walk along the seafloor. Yep. Okay. 
So there are several there are several parties now uh, converging <laughs> on her location. I'm just like shit, shit, shit. Why do I not think before I act? <laughs> um... <laughs> okay. So the boats in the distance are getting closer and closer. They're heading towards the same point um, as you all are, and um, this blue Aragogra is also flying overhead and going to follow. How is? Can I go deep enough that they cannot see me? So I think the water's actually pretty shallow around here. Um, <laughs> any coral reefs I can hide? How tall do you I guess they're, they're quite short. Um, oh, any kelp forest I can hide and weave my way underneath. Yeah, so yeah, atolls are, are basically coral, circular coral reefs. So yeah, there are coral reefs around. And are um, there any forests. sharks or any any creatures that are predators? <laughs> or maybe a whale, even if I'm lucky. Um, now you've mentioned it, there definitely are. <laughs> whales or, or just sharks? So what, what are you thinking? I'm like, thinking what, swarm what of fish. Swarm of fish to cover me. Um, if there's a whale, I would love to have it land on one of their ships. That would be great. Um, if there's sharks... Um, if anyone tries to get in the water to grab this, I send it some fucking shark boys after some fresh meat. Although it doesn't mean I can control them, it means I can communicate. You can ask so I don't nicely. know. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so the next thing you do is uh, try and speak to a shark? Um, no, I'm trying to get a swarm. I'm trying to get any swarm of fish to sort of cover me, sort of like muddy the waters while I'm hiding within kelp as well. Um, okay. So um, I, okay, so you you try and I'm like find dance the, fish, dance kelp. for me um, as I float okay, my so conch shell. Find some kelp. Yeah, you think you might be seen from above, so you go okay, fish, just right. swim, and dirt, swim just for me, swarm around. Yeah, you know. Um, and if I, any of them try and go in the water, that's when I'm gonna bring out the sharks and the predators and poisonous jellyfish and blue ringed octopus mm-hmm. and whatever is poisonous down there and dangerous. Hmm. So I think uh, the Aracocra starts circling above you, and I'm not sure if you can hear from this far away, but the rest of you can hear. You have to come out sometime, Ruffian. Give it up. It's over. I'm going to throw a dart at the Aracocra. Why? Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I thought God. he was going to throw it at me for a sec. Yeah, so I've got, as a monk, I get darts for some reason. That's how D&D works, I guess, but I'm sort of flavouring them as, like, these are little obsidian shards. Yeah, darts can be any sort of projectile in this sense. It could be, like, shurikens or, like, um, throwing knives. Yeah, so they're, like, little shards of obsidian glass, and, yeah, yeet. That's a crit. (laughs) That's a 24 to hit. So that's six damage taken. You hit him good. (laughs) Does he fall out of the air? (laughs) Yeah, no, I think um I think he tumbles down, I think get his feathers get he gets his feathers wet and I think loses the ability to fly for a little bit. Nice. <laughs> and um cries out and pain goes, Ah I will not retaliate. I will be the better man. They're <laughs> gonna come for you anyway. Are we Look. the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> there she is already. And uh, a boat bigger than all of y- yours, flanked uh, by a few other smaller boats, now arrives on scene. And the big distinguishing feature on it is that there is a palanquin, if you know what those are. I'm forgetting what the other words are. You know when someone's car- carried round uh, by people oh, who yeah, are holding yeah. up like a wooden yeah, box like and they a, sit a in big, it? a big chair that you carry mm. yeah. Yeah, so there's that on the boat. Um, there are some more people 
I think you see a couple of other Arakoka, I think there's a couple of humans. Um, they're dressed, all dressed pretty plainly, almost similar to, like, the monk robes um, Adamas is wearing. Do I recognise these lads? History check. History. Yeah, 21. Three. Okay, so the zigzag, and I think Sarah can roll one as well. Uh, okay. yeah. sure. Um, yeah, let's make this. three coming up. But that's a shit roll. Okay. Oh, okay. So we have a 21 from Rodius, three from Adamas, nine from Sarah, and a 19 crit from Zigzag. So that's very good. So Rodius and Zigzag uh, know all about these people. I think Zigzag may have rode with these people at one point before being kicked <laughs> out. <laughs> so yeah, Zigzag has travelled around a lot, trying to fit in with different groups. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't last long, most of the time. (laughs) Did not last long. And I think Erodius, as an intelligent uh, person, knows what what their deal is as well. So these are what might be described as another religious cult. I think you're all familiar with the belief, the religion, uh, in the creator deity Tokar, who many people believe to have created the world. And... These are followers of what they believe to be someone chosen by Tokar. And you heard the Arakokra say the name Shiva. And as you recall this, the palanquin in the large boat opens. And first of all, what comes out of it is sand. Sand just pours out before a very slim, slight figure steps out of it. And I think Erodius and Zigzag, you know, this has to be Shiva herself. Look, 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 look. If this was about the holy water, it was that colour when I found it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) What does she she do? So first of all, to give a vibe to all of you, I'm going to put um, her image in row 20. So she is wearing oh what looks like light armor and a veil. So the image I've used uh, for her character is the dancer of the Boreal Valley from Dark Souls 3. That's the touch point I'm drawing from, but not, as, not quite as big as they are in that game. Definitely human-sized, small even. And <laughs> what would she respond to? <laughs> Zigzag. Look, I quit, okay? I'm not a problem anymore. It's fine. Just, <laughs> what are you doing here? There is a chance for forgiveness if you follow the law and what Tokar instructs us to do. Yeah, but he instructs so you... you to do so many things. It's hard to keep track of them all. <laughs> I don't believe so. They're quite simple, really. Do not draw weapons against anyone else, if not necessary, and work and strive towards peace at all times. Without my laws, this world will be plagued with violence. So please, I am asking you to turn to us what you have found. Um, I mean... 
I, we technically don't own the whole island, so we can't really turn it over to you. <laughs> Did you not see it too? The fallen star? Oh, the shiny. Yeah. Um, where'd that go to, boss? Uh, and then <laughs> just sort of glances at the cloud of dust on the ocean floor. <laughs> uh, what? Why? Why should we turn this over to your people? What ownership do you claim to have of it? Understanding is not necessary. One must only follow the law and the will of Tokar. And what if I do not understand the law? Well, then, I ask. You should meditate on it. As... And around her, the pile of sand that had fallen out of the palanquin starts moving, like, on its own. Huh. Um, upon hearing meditate on it, Adam Adamas starts laughing. Um, <laughs> you know nothing, heretic. You know nothing of what this means, and nothing of what is to come. Ah, a follower of the deceiver Prometa. You do not follow teachings from the heavens, but instead its corrupted shadow manifested in humankind. I follow the light of the true sun, and soon it will return, and soon... You will be burned away. I don't believe so. She <laughs> turns to the sun now rising in the sky. For a false sun, many living beings depend on it. It is the sanctity of life that I am concerned with. I simply wish to stop conflict. Here, look at us, fighting over this. It does not have to be this way. The life that lives under the light of the false sun is corrupt and ignorant. And that life shuns its true nature that is hidden and locked away. It does not want to know the truth that lies within it. Yet, as you live under the light of what you call the false sun, can you not help but commit evil acts of violence? Does the cult of Prometa stand in my way? We only defend ourselves. And if that ends up being in your way, then I'm sorry. But whatever needs to be done will be done. And I do what I need to do. Tokar has spoken to me and revealed the truth. I have been entrusted on a mission, and yours is to trust in me. I kind of so... want to throw another dart. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Yeah, actually, you can say. Do you want to yeah. throw a dart? Yeah, it's like he's. It's like at this point, yeah, it's like time. For, nothing's going to come of talking. Yeah, so we're having this serious philosophical debate. Like the the boats have drawn closer to each other. Sarah is below. Let's say you can hear this. Um, you're, the water's not that deep. And people are speaking loudly to like talk to the other boats. So, Adamas, you throw this dart. The sand reaches up and forms an arm. 
like in the air and catches it. Um, in this commotion, can I sneak under her boat and uh, sabotage the underside of it? Make it not waterproof anymore. <laughs> oh my lord. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to try and do? And are there also any poisonous jellyfish lying around? Any sharks? Uh, maybe a very, very venomous uh, poisonous ox. What's toxic? What? I don't know what the so, actual term so is. So you're looking for you're looking for something poisonous. Jellyfish, octopus, sharp. Um, oh yeah, both. Anything dangerous or anything with, uh, with pointy stins. And I believe an ox first. Actually, no, that's a little bit too cruel. Um. But yes, uh, any any potential weaponized sea creatures? Actually, I think um, so. The Arakoka, um was hit by a sharp obsidian dart in the water just above you. Right. And the Arakoka has now climbed onto a different onto a boat just to like receive medical attention and like dry himself. Um, and I think this dart has fallen onto the sea floor, so you can pick that up. Sweet. I deal with this sword, but yeah, I can hack away with the darts. Um, and just be like, call out for any sharks, be like, there's going to be a bunch of meat pulling in if you want to take some nibbles. Um, <laughs> coming right up. Um, and I start trying to smash my way into the wooden underside of the boat. So, uh, after this sand has caught the dart in the air after forming into an arm, I think Shiva, uh, on the boat you are now attacking. Yep. Uh, underneath it, like, hopefully hidden. Looks down. <laughs> uh, oh dear. So you can't really. So the rest of you on the boat cannot tell like their expression because of the veil they're wearing. But looks up and says, "It is in our nature to commit evil acts, isn't it? We need laws to help guide us." I continue and... smashing the boat. I don't like this person. <laughs> So the sand now flows, travels. It seems to have a mind of its own. Underwater. Into the water. Into the water. Uh, okay, I'm gonna skedaddle out of here. Um, <laughs> dash away. <laughs> Mac tucked under my Before arm. Before I can describe what it tries to do, like this. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. How cowardly this D&D party is, and I love it. <laughs> Okay, so I think there's going to be a brief chase, as I presume you're going to- are you going to take Mac with you? Oh, 100%, yeah. And swim. Okay, so I think yep. your swimming speed is going to be lower, which is, uh, I think- Is it not so- oh, lower than the sand? That somehow... Yeah, the sand is travelling surprisingly fast through the water. It's, it's like, obviously sand like clumps up if it's wet, so it's like forming this long tendril. Um... Alright. Is the a fast fish that can carry this? Like it's a large and can carry its jaws, <laughs> or is, I don't know how large this thing is. This uh, robot thing. Okay, so no, I I think immediately the first role you're gonna have to do is athletics to get away. Athletics, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's fifteen. <laughs> okay, um, fifteen. Yeah. You just get out of its reach, uh, so you can keep on swimming. And I think after a short while, it like retreats from the water back up. Right. Uh, no boat and... attacking um, <laughs> is going to happen after that. <laughs> Screw that then. And Shiva says, "Wherever you go, we will find you. Our followers are everywhere." 
That's fine. I'll just remain under the sea for the rest of my life. Out of spite. <laughs> Screw you, Shiva, and all you stand for. So, uh, I know yesterday when we were talking about our characters, you mentioned uh, Sarah was around 17. Yep. So, I, I, I think that's a very appropriate thought for a teenager. Like, out of spite, I'm yep. going to live underwater. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I gave her the finger from underwater. I don't know if she can see it. I think I've probably gone to hide it again. Um, if there's any hiding places available. Or any cover. Um, you can try and search for cover, for sure. Yeah. Like, more kelp yeah, forest. Use, like, fish to, like... use fish, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for the rest of you, uh, the sand retreats out of the water, and it starts forming the shape of arms and legs, and becomes a figure as it approaches your boat, travelling through the air. Can we make the boat go away from this thing? <laughs> <laughs> swim, boat, swim. Okay, so... Hmm, I'm trying to figure out what roles you could make. Um, so no, so I think, yeah, you all, you all have the ability to operate boats. But I'm going to need ideas as to how you try and uh, deter so, the sand approaching you. Zigzag isn't in the boat. He is, like, self-propelled via red. Can he, like, sort of interpose himself between the boat and the sand? Like, For sure. Maybe, like, splash up a bit of a spray of water, try and, like, like scare it back or something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can splash water on it and clumps will, like, fall away from it for a bit uh, before reforming, so that can slow it down. All right. No amount of magic sand is going to get past me to get to boss, okay? <laughs> uh, Erodius, um, Adamas, is there anything else you want to do? I don't know if there's much I can to do. To deter this thing? I feel like... Or do you just want to... I'm, I'm just desperately sailing the boat as fast as I can and following... And yeah, following. I can try and swipe there... at it with my halberd, I guess. <laughs> Are there any large fish that can also add to the splashes that uh, Zigzag is doing? Yeah, for sure. Do you want to talk to a big fish? Yeah, I'd be like, oi, oi, uh, stop doing that jumpy thing you guys like to do. <laughs> okay, so is this just an ability you have? You don't need to make checks for it. Yeah, but you can always refuse. Like, it's just communicating to them. They don't yeah. have to do what I say. Like... The, the rules of the ability is you can speak to fish. Yeah. Um, okay. It's not no, mind I... control per se, but like... So I guess how amicable the fish are, I guess. To incentivize, I, like I could be like, fish. jump yeah. it, jump, and I'll give you these treats I have stored in my pouch over here as like some sort of incentive <laughs> for them to do what I ask, because otherwise, like, why the hell would you? Like some random person in the street was like, do some jumping jacks, he'd be like, fuck you, you widow. Um mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I I like it. So uh Squig's fit uh, blah, blah, blah. zigzag is splashing around on red the squig. Um the boat's trying to pull away as fast as possible. Shiva her boat and the other boats uh, with them are going to follow as well. But this sand, some of the sand is going to make it onto the boat. Um, so it was trying to form a fully humanoid figure. But I think half of it doesn't make it because um, some of the sand has fallen into the water. And it, it seems like... So you know Spider-Man 3 and the yeah, sand person. Yeah, Sandman. Uh, the, <laughs> the comparison has to be made at some point. Uh, it looks like whatever you do to the sand, like if you throw it away, it will come back to itself, but that does take some time. Yeah. Um, I am going to put an image. Um, so I've, I've called this thing sandgolem.jpg, uh, so I think uh, that should be a pretty good image 
Yeah. For those oh. listening in, <laughs> it looks like a construct made out of sand. And Shiva says, You stand in the presence of Tokar himself. There is nothing you can do. Now is the time for penance. Wait, wait, wait. What happened about you not being wanting to fight us? You said no, you peace, right? Oh, but we are peaceful. It doesn't look very peaceful. <laughs> so, Erodis, you mentioned like uh, slashing it with the blade. Yeah. Um, if you try that, essentially nothing happens. Yeah. It's sand. So. It goes through it. Mm. You're going to have to figure something else out. And sand's pulling is pulling around this thing. It's in the boat, and. It's going to try and start constricting you as the sand weaves around your legs, for those of you on the boat. I don't have legs. Or your one single big tail. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, can I try and, like, grab it? Yeah, uh, you grab it. For every bit of sand you try and grab, there is always more. Um, this is a construct, isn't it? Well, Shiva's just claimed it's Tokar himself, the creator deity. Because I want to... Cause fear to get it to leave. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I have okay. a feature being a variant human, which is just sometimes when building a species or with your race in D&D, you get various features. And one of mine I chose is Shadow Touched. So I get the spell Invisibility and also something else. And I chose Cause Fear. Um, so you can sense mortality within the creature you can see in range and must succeed a wisdom yeah. saving throw. Okay, so importantly it says a construct or an undead is immune to this mm. effect. Hence why I asked. Do you immediately it know a it is immune? <laughs> God damn it. Damn. So it's undead. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Boss, I have an idea. It, it doesn't like water, right? So just, just sink the boat. <laughs> uh, yes, that kind of leaves us in a bit another problem, though. Then we won't have a boat. Ah, you're right. Uh, didn't think of that. <laughs> Okay, um, at this moment, as Erodius and Adamas are being constrained, and Zigzag, you're just doing circles on the boat. In, uh, yes, the... yes, yes, Zigzag yes. is keeping close to the boat, but um, he's not really sure what he can do at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> this region of the world is known for... It's sudden storms, <laughs> and it looks like one is happening oh, now. Boy. <laughs> Clouds start to form overhead, and immediately uh, it looks like it seems like the grip on you by the sentient sand is loosening. Is it with like rain that's coming down, or drops of rain are starting to form? Excellent. So I think uh, now it's time for a strength saving throw, Adamas and Erodius. Cool. Ooh, Christmas. 22. 12. 22 from Erodius, uh, 12 from Adamas. So Erodius immediately, like, uh, you, you whip your tail around, around, you can break free. Is there anything you do in particular uh, as the sun starts to retreat? Is Adamas still constricted? Uh, he could do a Yeah, I'll, I'll go help Adamas. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I do that, just kind of grab clumps of sand. Yeah, it, it's, it's moving around, like, almost like trying to fight you, but it does seem to be retreating. Excellent. I think it's scared of lightning, guys. 
It's scared of the weather. I imagine the rain's not the- helping it much. In the distance, a thunderclap. <gasps> yeah, um, Adamas is, is, is ignoring thunder and is just trying to wiggle and just get off me. Um, and yeah, trying to shake it off. And if it eventually does, then yeah, he's just going to go keep on following with the boat um, where Sarah is going. Mm-hmm. So the boat pulls away from Shiva and her boat and the other boats with her. You seem to be saved by nature itself. Hell yeah. And I think you hear <laughs> the cries of uh, the Blue Arrow Kokra. As he shouts, you rapscallions, you ruffians, you scoundrels, we'll find you. <laughs> and as you pull away, I think you just see Shiva standing on the boat, head down, veil on her face, as the sand lies around her. Credits, Ward? <laughs> <laughs> Is that credits? I'm not sure. Okay. Success. Uh, Sarah can obviously uh, join the party again uh, if you would like. <laughs> so I pop up and I love it sheepish. I'm like, I, I don't know what I was doing. To be honest, <laughs> I, I just act before I think because it's good to act, except for not in every case, as you can see. Um, who are those weirdos anyway? Going on about Toka and the truth and the law and all that stuff. Heretics to be discarded. Can I do like a history check to see like what I know about um, Shiva and her whatever her thing is? You did do a history oh, check. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, yes. Huh. It um, was, I don't think it was a great history yeah, check. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you was. got a nine, but uh, Zigzag and Erodia seem to be experts on the subject. Yes, they seem to think themselves the chosen people. Certainly, rules for thee, indeed. The way they fired upon us first and then preached of peace. They also like to really tell people what to do. Yeah, I noticed that. I wasn't like, a fan of it. Like you got, you got to pay into the church and don't pee in the holy water. <laughs> oh, I started to like you now. Pissing in the holy water. I can get behind that. It just looked like a toilet. I mean, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Other than piss in the sacred holy water. Sure, sure. Regardless, well, I think we'd do well to avoid them as much as possible. How can we, though? We're sailing on a ship in open waters. I mean, they're going to be really easy to spot, especially with the flying scouts they've got. I'm sure there are ways. Uh, friend here, as I turn to Adamus, seems quite opposed to them. Perhaps he might have some friend? method. <laughs> uh, so is that out of what you're asking of him? Uh, just saying, like, um, you know, has, does your religion often have ways to avoid contact with Shiva's people? We keep. You yeah, can make um, something up. You can just say we, we avoid them. We ignore them, or they are irrelevant. Ignore uh, them. Yeah, it's, it's, you say as you threw darts at them. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm mean, basically saying it's like like they. Nice shot, like, by the way. Like if, if if you know like the monks and his cult, they like very much keep to themselves, and you very very occasionally like go out and trade for things they like really need. Um, but that yeah, that's it. They don't. They, they they do not go out of their way to start beefs with the other people, but if they do encounter them, it's going to be pretty hostile, as they yeah, have pretty different worldviews, I think, is established. 
Okay, so now you're probably wondering where to go next. So, uh, when you saw the fallen star fall from the sky and split apart, one part of it you, you found, it happened to be near you at the time, one seemed to travel south, one seemed to go north towards the aching lands, an explored part of the world, but perhaps not the nicest place. One part of it went west, towards the unexplored lands, and one, probably the closest to you right now, went east towards the volcanoes. Are we pretty central on this map you provided us then? Yeah, you are pretty central. So obviously you do not know the exact locations, you don't have scientific instruments, you only judge this by eye. And so, if you do want um, a more reliable source of detailed navigation and methods of location, another option for you is to go to Opal City, the largest settlement in Toruna. That's going to have a lot of Shiva's people, mm-hmm. right? The followers of Toka. There are also a lot of other people. It's yeah. the most populated place uh, a sort of melting pot of the different nations in Toruna. So there, you could try to find someone who would have more precise measurements for you, or you can try to go to one in the east, west, north, or south. All of these are valid options. Um, so how I've laid out my campaign is that uh, the situations in each of these locations will change over time. So if you leave one place to last, who knows, someone else might have found the limb you're looking for already. Yeah. So there's that to keep in mind. Well, we know those people are scared of the weather, right? So we ain't got long before the storms go away. Yeah, let's use it. Yeah, I think um, Adamas um, probably just wants to get to the one closest, if that would be the one in the east. Um, but also yep. maybe there's something in his mind maybe the, he braves Opal City he might be able to actually find out more from rather from from a place that is not just his own cult but he sort of buries his thought away and is no yeah, we go east mm-hmm. okay is that the plan? Um, I think Erodius would um, pipe up saying it's likely Shiva's people are also planning to gather up the pieces as fast as possible. They will likely head to the closest one as well. Perhaps we should go for one a bit further afield in the hopes that we could get there first. I think we should go to the city so we can navigate if, better. If, Works out better in the long term, right? If, if, those, if those Toka people know where they're going, why don't we ask them? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> yes, they're exactly amicable a... at the moment. Uh, right, right, because of the whole running away. Um, pissing in the holy water. water. Didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if Boss says we should go to the city, then we should go to the city. Oh, that was me, so go to the city. I think Boss said go to the city. Oh, was that you? Oh, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. sorry, you said said go to a further field one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, replace that for what I said. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a suggestion, obviously, if anyone else disagrees, Um, then... um, I think Adamas is going to raise his... Um, head a bit so you can actually see his eyes properly. We go east. Find it as soon as possible. 
And we. F- I'm sorry. He said you were in charge of all of us. This is my boat, and this is my messenger. Yeah, you're going to be off yeah, your but... own boat in a second if you don't calm down. Very well, we shall go east on one condition. What is your plan once we encounter Shiva's people again there? We did, as we have just done, and we move faster than them. We ignore them because they are irrelevant. So you're just going to hope for another miracle of the skies to rain down and save us again? I know that I will be guided towards where I am destined to be. Wait, that was you that made the weather? No, he's just a fool. He believes in fate and destiny and chance and all those stupid things. Well, if it works, if you can make the weather happen again... What have I done? Anyway, yeah, he's going to lower his head <laughs> again and, um, yeah, go towards east. Is there at least, like, a, a bucket on the ship you could, like, chuck water at it for the next time it pops up? <laughs> <laughs> Have buckets been invented yet? Uh, yeah. Well, I'll take <laughs> that away. We'll find out next week in our bucket adventure. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. <laughs> We've done it, lads. Awesome. We did a whole D&D. An entire we did one. An entire D&D. We'll see you next year for your next D&D. <laughs> Transwites. Overclocked Remix for the music, we had Under Cerulean Skies by Earthkid, a remix of various songs from Chronocross, and Final Ride by Level 99, a remix of Last Wave from Outrun. The episode artwork was by James Uren. Look out for an upcoming Degenesis campaign on the same feed if you're feeling apocalyptic. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends about us, It's the only way anyone will ever find out about the show, and we would appreciate it if you leave a rating or review on your podcast app of choice. If you want to support me directly, then wait until the solstice, and at midnight, whisper my name into the wind. Don't worry, I'll hear it.